The Movie Hour, Episode 46, August 6, 2009. Spoiler alert, the following hour of programming may contain both movie plots and swing. Welcome all to the Rucker Hauer Puppy Power Movie Hour. I'm Greg Maloney, the host of this beautifully named show, and along with me, my brother James Maloney and our dearest friend Jeff Hendrickson. Evening, gentlemen. Evening, like you don't but know my from name. now on. <laughs> yeah, good. And speaking of names, can we officially just call myself Jack Bauer so I can fit in this episode? The, the Jack Bauer, Rucker Hauer? Jack Bauer, Punk Rucker Hauer. I, I want to be Jack Bauer, so Bauer? just refer to me as that throughout the episode. Can I be Matt Lauer then? That would be fine. <laughs> Rucker Howard is a real hero, though. Jack Bauer, he's just imaginative. He doesn't even imagine it there. I can't even talk. Imaginary. It's not my fault. It's the Rucker Howard Puppy Power Movie Hours fault. <laughs> we can all thank Jeff for that name. And it's a good one. Uh, it got, is a good one. I do I like no that name. It. <laughs> I'm quite impressed. Pretty satisfied with it. It came to him in a dream, I heard. So, we are here again, another week of the movie hour we're here to discuss. Importantly, which we discussed last week, we are bringing up Aliens in August. This is going to be our first episode of the series. Um, before we launch into talking about uh, E.T., which I know Jeff wants to talk about because it's got his boy E.T. in it, uh, th- I, wanted to, I wanted to bring up a couple of, <laughs> couple of things, a couple of notes. This weekend, I know we discussed, we had a wedding to go to. It was my sister's wedding, so I've got to bring it up again. Everyone had a great time. It was a genius, genius wedding. I had a great time. Yeah, Jeff had a great time. I had a great time. Jim had a great time. And Jim and I were sort of like half running the thing uh, in our downtime with the movie hour. Jim has a, a little sideshow business of uh, DJing family weddings and, it, uh, well, our immediate family weddings. And he did a very good job. Well done, James. Cheers to that once again. Yeah, you did. Thank you, thank you. It started out a little rough. A song played out of order, but uh, yeah, for the most part, I think I recovered and did okay. So thanks for the support. Did, did you mean to play the Dido song? I'm just curious. <laughs> um, just during dinner? Up. If it was yeah, during, during dinner, dinner, then yes. Yeah, that was just some random stuff. It was just on shuffle. And that yeah, was the I was problem, because just... I meant to play Sweet Caroline at the end of the of the wedding when everyone was drunk. So you know what's funny is I actually made a comment on that. Like everybody was like, it was like before dinner or something, or either that or like it was right the after. Second dan- really song. Explain it was the already? second dance. Yeah, it was the second dance song, and it was still on shuffle from the dinner mix. So it immediately went song number one to song number second to last, and I was pissed, and I couldn't. Yeah, just stop I barely it. recognized it because I wasn't hammered. It'll yeah. it'll be. So, I, I was pissed about that the rest of the night actually. So it, it'll be okay. There was a. Uh, Definitely a lot of boozing going on. Lisa and Andy, importantly, probably most importantly, they seem to have a great time. They were happy with it. And we, yeah, we a lot of people closed the night at that place. And uh, congratulations again to Lisa and Andy and great times. Also, on that other note, uh, congratulations to me. I am now a year older. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everyone. Yeah, yeah happy birthday, Greg. Yeah, it was a great, great day. And oh, happy birthday, Katie, Greg's twin sister. Ooh, yeah, yes. happy birthday to her too. I forgot. There's another. There's another. How one. could you forget? You disgust <laughs> me. We're not even like super twins. We're just close. Anyways, awesome, awesome weekend. What? Couple, couple, couple other things to bring up. Uh, <laughs> a, uh, Facebook. Still running. We're getting more and more posts on it. Thank you, everyone that's stopping by at the visits on Facebook. I've been keeping a close watch, and they are uh, flying up toward the sky. Uh, the sky. I don't understand the sky's the limit thing. I don't. I, never mind. Go ahead. So, 
Along with the Facebook stuff, I also wanted to mention our uh, beloved home, the Gunga Pit, where you can find James, Jeff, and myself uh, posting pretty much daily. Uh, we are getting more and more back into it. It's been a very busy couple of weeks for me. I've been doing a lot of work, mainly for the wedding and uh, taking care of people. Some people coming back in town. Jeff just moved back in. Anyways, I will be paying more and more attention to the boards, maybe adding a couple new features. So for everybody that's been hanging around there, uh, just stay in your seats. It's always a great place. Thank you for your participation. Good job. And uh, that, I think, is it for the updates. So before, again, before we get to our Aliens in August, let's go quickly to our movie reviews. And I do not have one again. I did watch a couple of movies, mainly just some repeats, nothing worth bring, bringing up. But, uh, Jeff, I hear you got I hear you got a good one. Yeah, I, uh, I do. I want to mention that this is a movie that we've talked about, I think, a little bit before, but I don't think any of us have seen it. It's a movie, it's a documentary called Darkon. Yeah. Um, you watched this without about, me? I thought we were going to watch this together. Yeah, you were busy. Okay. And, yeah, uh, I was busy. Netflix was for no birthday man. stuff. Yeah. Did you return yeah, it thanks yet? Thanks for the invite, by the way. Did you return uh, it yet? It's, it's already, it's sealed. It's oh. sealed. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, can't do anything now. <laughs> yeah. So. Stick them dry. <laughs> yeah, we, talk, we, we have talked about this on the show previously. Didn't Jim discuss this? Wasn't this a review by Our you? Gun? I, I don't think I've ever heard of it. Okay, all right, go on. I'm intrigued to hear Jeff's review. All right. <laughs> it's, it's a documentary about uh, live-action role-playing. It came out in 2006. Directors uh, Luke Meyer and Andrew Neal, also the writers for it, but it's, uh, there's no narration or anything like that or anything like that or, or anything happens is done by the participants, and this uh, Darkon is the name of it. And it goes on, like, outside of Baltimore, I guess, um, so maybe someplace in, uh, like, in Virginia maybe, but uh, definitely in that, that general vicinity. And uh, a lot of people, hundreds of people participate in this Darkon thing. It's, like, a couple weekends a month and maybe, like, once every couple months. They'll do, like, a, like, or, like, a couple Saturdays. Saturdays a month, and then once every week, and they'll do like a, or once every couple months, they'll do a full on like uh, camping, like stay the night there and never never break character, and it's it's all it's it's very interesting, and they do a pretty good job of like just being very even handed about it. Like clearly, the point is not to make fun of these people, although at points they are doing some pretty funny stuff. Um, the two main characters are. Uh, Banor and Keldar. Or right, hold on. Skip Before you get any far, further, Jeff, uh, Darkon. This the the story is like these are live action role players. Like these are people that get together and just act as if they're somebody else in character. Pretty much the whole weekend, like weekends at a time. Is that how it right. works? Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They, these are people. You know, it's like a medieval times. It's sort of like one step nerdier than Dungeons and Dragons because you actually dress up and you have like a sword and you hit people with your sword and stuff like that. Right. And so, like, there are these fights, um, and everybody's got their own country. In fact, if you've seen, and I didn't know that much about it until I saw this, but if you've seen the movie uh, Role Models. Uh, it, it's actually very accurate uh, how, how this works. Like everybody's got a country that they belong to, and every country has like a leader of the country, and people take it pretty seriously. Um, so, who are the two like, main characters you were talking about? Uh, so, Banor is sort of the main character, and Keldar is is sort of his nemesis, kind of in a way. And it starts out that Keldar, Keldar, and I can't remember the name, the names of the. Uh, of the countries, but Keldar is, is like the leader of, and he has been for a long time, 
of this uh, this country that's sort of like the dick country in, in Darkon. <laughs> like, they expand, they've got the most people, and, like, they're very imperialistic, and they're, like, like completely shut down other countries and stuff like that. And, they're, like, and they don't make any bones about it. They're like, yeah, we're imperialistic, and we're kind of assholes, and uh, that's what's fun for us, so that's what we're doing. And it's, it's, it's kind of funny, like, and they interview, you know, these people, like, outside of their... Um, you know, in their real lives, and they're like, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm normally just a regular guy, I, you know, don't want to get in a fight or anything, I go to this, and I, you know, why not, I just, I'm a dick, like, it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny, and like, uh, and so, this guy, Banor, or Skip, is his real name, uh, is, is part of this I other guy, he's funny. leader of this, yeah, <laughs> Skip's good yeah, too. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Skip is pretty good. The other guy's name is Kenyon or Keldar. So I don't know uh, which. Yeah. Why even change your name at that point? Um. So yeah. Right. So um. So yeah. So the 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 plot line is that Skip uh, or Banor is leader of this country that's sort of like a subordinate country to um to Keldar's country, and they. Decide that he, he decides that he doesn't like what Keldar is doing anymore. That he doesn't really like the way their country's acting like dicks and pushing people around. And secretly, and it only comes up a little bit, like uh, you know, in the in the forefront. But you can kind of tell. Really, what it is is he wants to be the kind of like the king of the whole thing. Um, so he tries to like rally other countries and stuff, and get all the other countries or as many as possible to fight against Keldar and his uh, and, and his country. And that's like the whole plot of the thing. And it's it's really interesting. Um, the problem is, is that every documentary like this that I see, I hold up against the King of Kong of Fistful of Quarters, <laughs> and it does not match up. It's a, it's a, it's a decent documentary. It's pretty good. I, I did learn quite a bit about uh, about live action role playing, and uh, you know some of the people that do it and why they do it and everything. And there were some interesting people in there, the, the people far more interesting than the characters they played uh, or the, the roles they played in Darkon. But um, definitely, if you're into documentaries about weird people doing weird things, this is a, this is a pretty interesting one. Uh, I have a question and a comment. My comment is I would think if I were to do one of these things, I'd be able to come up with a better name than Banor or Keldar, first off. Like, come on. Like, you can be anything. And you pick Keldar? Like, I, I don't know. Anyways, question... The like is it the reason it doesn't match up to a uh, fistful of quarters was because like the production value or was it like it wasn't anything technical it just wasn't interesting or what? I would say partly production value, partly the the plot line is just not as interesting. I mean, it, uh, as fistful of quarters, um, the production value isn't quite there. Although, I mean, it's very like it's very high definition video and all that. It's not like it doesn't look crappy. And yeah. like some of the scenes, like the battle scenes, are great because they're shot like um, like actual movie battles. Yeah, scenes. like Braveheart it's, it's or something. Really- yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. And so it's kind of funny. Like, I don't know how they got everybody to just ignore the camera or whatever, but they really did a good job of shooting, like, these frantic battle scenes and, like, people dying and stuff like that. It's really interesting. God, that's um, hilarious. But it's, it's, so uh, production value might not be the right word. I would say, like, like the range of the production. Like, Fistful of uh, Quarters was so awesome because it really, like, it really dug into, like, the whole... Um, like like the whole background of all the games and everything like that, but right. uh, and also there's just not there's not the 
Appeal. There's not the Billy Mitchell that you just hate. You know, like, who is this asshole? Uh, you're kind of right. missing that. Um, the bad guy, uh, Keldar, isn't really that bad of a guy. He's just kind of a guy that's a little bit of a dick about the thing because that's what he enjoys doing when he goes and pretends he's someone else. Like, it's, I don't know, it's sort of, uh, like, you don't, you don't really care that much about the whole thing. Got like, it. it's, 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 it's just not as interesting, I guess. So, James, you got a, you got something to top the the LARPing movie? I hope so. Uh, yeah, I doubt that very much. It's kind of hard to compete Ouch. with Keldar. But uh, uh, I actually saw two movies. Uh, one of which has already been reviewed on the Gunga Cast Movie Hour, uh, Valkyrie. Um, Interesting. Which I just want to mention real quick. Uh, the, the guy who portrayed Hitler kind of took things a little differently and I found that kind of interesting because usually when you see Hitler he's like this pillar of strength you know all business type of figure but in Valkyrie he kind of had like a slouch demeanor and was just kind of a weird guy so I thought that was kind of an interesting take on it but uh, the movie I want to review is uh, the 2001 Coen Brothers movie The Man Who Wasn't There Ooh, Um, once again knocking off another one of my my Coen Brothers that I need to see Um, it's a story of a barber probably in the late 40s, early 50s, um, kind of leads a really simple, kind of boring life, and he ends up uh, hatching this scheme to uh, blackmail a local businessman for some money so he can in turn take that money and invest it in a new business venture. Um, the blackmail ends up going wrong, and it kind of sets off the series of events that he's got to deal with, and the rest of the movie is basically the aftermath to all that. Uh, the whole thing is filmed in uh, black and white. Uh, it's got a like a half narrated, half um, like a film noir detective voiceover feel to it. Um, and the uh, main character is uh, a barber and played by Billy Bob Thornton, so he does all the narration and you know the the uh, voiceover stuff. Um, the part that kind of struck me about the movie is the script seems to heavily resemble that of like a play or something because it seems like. The characters are all established by what is said in the dialogue as opposed to reaction to, to situations or, you know, just things they say to each other. It's more just like, I don't know, it was weird. It's like someone would talk, say what they did and stuff like that, and it was just info-packed dialogue as, a, hmm. as opposed to, you know, just reactions and stuff like that. Um, it's got a pretty hefty cast to it. Francis McDormand plays his wife. Um, Michael Badalucco's in it, James Galfini, Tony Shalhoub, Richard Jenkins, and Scarlett Johansson all play uh, little roles in it and stuff like that. But uh, overall, I thought it was a pretty good movie, kind of intriguing. Um, it's kind of slow-paced, so if you're you know looking for something faster-paced, don't pick this one out. But uh, de- definitely an intriguing film. So you personally enjoyed it? I did, I did. It wasn't one of my favorite Coen Brothers movies, but it was worth a watch for me. Cool. Yeah, I haven't caught this one. I'm trying to uh, do the same thing. Get get my uh, get my notches in my belt. Coen Brothers, still still working on it. Still working on it. Uh, cool, awesome. Uh, so movie reviews capped. Alien in August. It is the time to do the intro now. When this came up, this actually was brought up quite a quite a bit ago when Jeff, James, and I were talking about what we we're gonna do, and it got a little uh, got a little heated. But uh, we had, we did come through here, and alien. <laughs> we we were trying to discuss what I was important about breaking up the band and going yeah. solo. Yeah, <laughs> what's uh? We tried to try to figure out what was uh, important in the the Alien August saga, and uh, Jeff sort of threw out a rant that I want to read to you guys, which is which is pretty good. This is actually an intro to the Alien August thing, and I'm going to try to read it in my best uh, Carl Sagan voice because it. I I read this and I just thought I just thought Carl Sagan immediately, so. This is, this is Jeff's, Jeff's little post about uh, the Alien August intro. Prepare yourself. 
Carl Sagan voice on. Since time immemorial, people have looked to the heavens and wondered what else was out there. Are we alone in the blackness of space, or is there like is there life like ours wandering the same? Will we meet benevolent beings who escort our world to greater things, or vicious brutes bent on enslaving or eradicating the entire planet? Of course, a bunch of Hollywood jackasses took this fear and hope that we feel when we look into the infinite expanse of space and turned it into a bunch of crappy movies, with a few good ones mixed in, too. That's it. That was good. That was a good concept. Yeah, that was a good concept. Yeah, I like jackasses in that voice. (laughs) Jackasses. What do you think, Jeff? Did I did I uh, did I did I uh, live up to your expectations? I, I couldn't. I, Carl Sagan couldn't have done it better. It was a beautiful reading. That's all right, R.I.P. Carl. R.I.P. We're not here to make fun of Carl Sagan. We have a so we have a couple of series set up. Uh, we've mentioned this before that August is going to be a busy another busy month for us, and that we're going to be doing some pre-recorded shows. This one is actually not pre-recorded. We're doing this on the normal uh, Thursday. This the, well, the normal Wednesday before the Thursday this week, and then uh, later on we're going to be releasing some more Aliens in August series. Today, we are going to specifically talk about, since aliens are quite of an expansive subject, we're going to be discussing the aliens that pretty much land in the, the friendly realm of this, this, uh, this area. We're going to have pretty much discuss the ones that come into society. I want to discuss what pretty much what makes the friendly alien versus maybe the hostile alien and why they all look the same. Because that's the first thing I want to talk about, and I'm happy we uh, discussed this for the first day or wanted to discuss this one for the first day because it's bugging the hell out of me. So first question, um, the friendly aliens of movies, i got to wonder, why is it, first off, in like the Star Trek and Star Wars, the, these friendly aliens, they not, we never actually got to see them turn into like an encounter to being... I guess friendly, like they were already part of the storyline, right? Like at least with Star Trek and Star Wars, Star Trek was preced- like uh, precedented, uh, had the TV show before it, but Star Wars had nothing. They just ab- immediately assumed that. Oh well, yeah, you're just thrown into a world where aliens yeah, you're thrown into a world where aliens are already friendly with everyone. You don't really hear the past storyline. Um, Star Trek, I know there were a couple discussions, or not a couple discussions, but a couple episodes about it, and in one of the movies particularly. I forget which one. It's the one they end up actually going back in time by accident. Um, I don't remember which one it was. It was one of the one of the newer TNG ones. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the one. I'm not talking about the whale one. I'm not talking about the fifth one. I'm talking about or whatever that one was. Uh, they talk about in Star Trek that the uh, the Vulcans were the first ones to encounter the humans on planet Earth when they saw like this warp drive signature and came by and stopped in to see what was going on, but. I guess my, my first question would be, uh, why do all the aliens in these movies just look like humanoids? Like, was it just because technology, like, we had no other way to make aliens look cool without making them have two legs and a suit and they're actually just some actor hanging out? Or was it just because people were lazy? That's my first question. So, by humanoid, do you mean two arms, two legs? Yes, and bipedal, a two arms, two legs, yeah. Yep. Okay. All so. the good aliens are humanoid. I'm desperately trying to think of like a helpful alien that wasn't like that, and I'm, I'm falling way short. It pretty much comes down to yeah. a... Go ahead. I'm wondering if it's a a, uh, a Hollywood crutch, you know, that you got to fit them in all these spacecraft and, you know, in the same rooms as the human characters and stuff like that, so you can't have, like, 
towering gelatinous cube come by and have a conversation with the human. <laughs> come on, why so not? I think it's I think it's more in that regard. I'm guessing it's it's more of a uh, logistical problem as opposed to an imagination one. Yeah, it wasn't a it, not a very good, uh, a pretty obvious answer. I think I, I wish I wish people would go to a little more length to try to make I don't know try to try to impress me because I'm the important person here. And do <laughs> something. You do host a movie yeah, podcast. Do something different, right. other than putting, especially at least up to today's date. Like you'd think now, technology's gotten to the point where CG everything. We do have Transformers to look at. I guess those are friendly aliens, but Jesus, those things, like those are humanoid. They make, they even make those like humanoid when they turn turn from. Uh, I guess not all of them, but they pretty much all turn humanoid after they get out of their vehicle stance and transform. I, I'm sort of I'm waiting for the just. A CG world of cool aliens, and uh, maybe uh, maybe one of those movies yeah, comes I think out. I'll I'll the, the cool ones end up being animalistic in nature and don't really fit in this category. So I think you're out of luck today. Sorry. I'm thinking of a movie that came out in the early '80s that uh, that had a uh, had, had had a pretty major character played by a non-humanoid. Tell me, tell me, it's Howard the Duck. <laughs> tell me, it's <laughs> no, Jabba that's the two arms, two legs. It is Jabba the Hutt. Ooh, Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. yeah, that's actually another thing. That's a pretty good. One. Another thing with the friendly, like what comes with the friendly alien package, is it seem at least with the ones that are part of society that the friendly ones or these these aliens all follow like the same moral spectrum that humans do. You have the, what will be the friendly ones, and then some could be evil or just you know criminal aliens or just they pretty much follow the same. I guess uh, I don't want to say morals again, but like the same just traps that humans fall into. They're they're just like us. They have the same emotions like us. Well, Vulcan right. is argumentative, but it's just—I don't know. It just seems really, really limited. Seems like it seems like Hollywood writers could have done better. Well, you know, um, I can think of, and it's it's uh, and it's it's adapted from a book, but and I'm pretty sure the movie came out in the late '70s. But the uh, the movie Slaughterhouse Five had uh you know from the famous Kurt Vonnegut book yeah. it never showed them but it, it did uh, they definitely did not cut out the uh Trafalmadorians or whatever that uh Trafalmadors or whatever it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember exactly how the consonants line up that, <laughs> but uh yeah um and uh they definitely do not follow the same moral code as as people do so that's uh, just just saying but they're not i mean they're relatively benevolent they're not out to hurt anybody so yeah yeah that's true James, any any specific uh, friendly instance of aliens that you'd like to bring up? Oh, one of my favorite directors. Ooh, that reminds me. Sorry, I have to take a little side trip here. Spielberg <laughs> is who I was going to bring up because um, he does you know E.T. and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, that right. kind of stuff. Which are important. And, yeah. But, and, and also Indiana Jones correct. and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom yeah. of the Crystal Skull. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But if I remember correctly, Jeff, you're not a big fan of his. Greg, I'm not sure how you feel about him. But uh, you're probably not going to like him after I tell you this news. <laughs> I was on IMDb today, and it looks like in 2010, he's going to take a stab at the Korean film, Old Boy. No way! <laughs> yeah. No way! Is that crazy? Or I don't what? believe it. I, don't, I won't believe it till <laughs> that shit's in the theater. What? Yeah, I won't even tell. I won't even tell you who the lone person is that they have listed under the cast at the moment. Please oh, tell, yeah, me, tell, tell me, me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Is it Tom Cruise? Please tell me it's Tom Cruise. Please tell me it's Tom Cruise. Welcome Tom to Cruise. Earth. Nice. Where's Fando now? Oh no! <laughs> that can't be. I don't. <laughs> Listeners, Hand please. Give him a hammer. Give him a hammer. So, 
Please ignore. So unless, you know, IMDb has been duped, so, but uh, yeah, so it's listed in there right now. All right, all right. Well, well, listeners, please. But anyway, back to uh, back to topic. Um, Spielberg, um, I'm a big fan. Um, E.T. a great example of a friendly one. Um, it's definitely geared towards you know the child, but I think it appeals to all audiences. Of course, he did the whole you know Lucasian or. Lucas-like uh, technique of uh, going back and altering it after the fact. But, uh, yeah, it's a good movie. It stands up. It's one of the top grocers of all time. I'm surprised if anyone hasn't seen it. But, uh, yeah, I really like uh, the relationship between the boy and, and E.T. himself, and I think it really hits home with a lot of people. That is a movie, actually, that doesn't start with the aliens, like, already introduced into the story and are already friendly. Like, it's a, you know, first encounter Hey, like the alien pretty much gets led led into a what he's pretty much led into the, the he's staying in the shack and let out with Reese's pieces. Ooh, give him some food. Right. Kid kid meets it's alien. Been, it's been a boy meets girl. God, I'm <laughs> boy meets girl, and uh, yeah, they become friendly and they pretty much it turns out to a story for ET to find his way home. It's yeah. a well. I do you think it's interesting as in a lot of these movies that have the friendly alien that just kind of visits Earth for the first time, the uh, the evil entity ends up being you know the U.S. government or whoever's trying to like grab them and study them and stuff like that. It's like great, so we're the bad guys in this. So I always thought that was kind of interesting. Wake up, Jim. We are the bad guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> the man so, um, globally. So I want to defend myself a little bit first. I'm not anti Spielberg. I don't think he makes great movies. I think he makes. Uh, entertaining movies at, at his best. I think he's good at a few things. I think E.T. was good. I haven't seen it since I was uh, probably a preteen, but I remember enjoying it. You know, it's a heartwarming flick, right? So uh, This is true. Uh, this is true. Yeah, but yeah, what I was going to say about E.T. is, like, while he is definitely a nice alien, it seems like any kind of... Uh, any kind of advanced being that can come up with a spaceship that can travel to get far enough to get to Earth probably is going to be a lot smarter than E.T. I don't know if E.T. was supposed to be a little child alien or what the story was, but I, I find that, that plot hole frustrating, and I think it kind of comes up pretty frequently. Um, more with our evil aliens, but... Uh, no, I, I completely agree. It actually comes... Yeah, the, the without getting too much into the evil aliens thing, but like first encounter situations is almost like the aliens are never prepared for what they found on Earth. Like, whoa, I can't believe there's grass here. Like, just, it, seem, it seems really, they seem really uh, ill-informed when they actually make their first <laughs> encounter and land on Earth. Like, oh, okay. Hey, uh, in, uh, shit, I'm trying to remember the name. Not the day there stood still. The Tom Cruise one. The recent. Oh, War of the Worlds one. The without world. getting there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't oh. Know there would be germs. Yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> we we orchestrated this giant attack. Oh, germs! Look out! I totally Did forgot. Not think about germs. Somebody should have looked into that. Hmm. It's like when NASA sent sent a satellite into space and like, oh, we did we didn't convert metric right. Shit! Like it's that's how <laughs> stupid these people are and. Oh, I don't know. I I, I guess uh, that's just one fault you got to look out to for when you're an alien. Um, while we're on the childish childish alien movies and the friendly ones, uh, I wanted to bring up I wanted to be the one to bring up Men in Black because I want to bring up Will Smith before before Jeff does. And welcome to Earth. <laughs> and uh, and discuss how the the first movie like I I think the first movie did relatively well box office, but the movie is sort of in, like I like the idea like aliens are part of society but they're hidden it's almost like they live with uh roddy roddy piper and it's almost it's just, <laughs> it's just as good as that is but it's uh 
I don't know. It turns into a child child friendly movie with aliens involved and ends up being pretty funny. And I just wanted to bring up Men in Black, like not the second one, but the first one. And I, I think uh, <laughs> the second adulterated version. <laughs> um, I I think that sort of falls along the lines of uh, E.T. in terms of like family movie plus some more uh, mysterious guns. And it's got a uh, what's the what's like the the main guy of the Men in Black. Men in Black Society. It's a uh, Rip. What is that guy's name? Rip Torn. Yeah. Yeah. Rip Torn. Rip Torn. Torn. Sorry. Um, great movie. Anyways, any uh, any any other specifics you guys want to bring up? Spaced Invaders. Space Invaders. What are you talking spaced. about? Spaced. Spaced. What the hell? Is space invaders. invaders. Yeah, I've never seen it's that a movie. It's a, it's a crappy movie. It's like it's like a comedy with never mind. It's it's not good. It's not what we're talking about. But they were like funny aliens. Like I, the only joke I really remember. I remember thinking it was really cool when I was like seven. Was like they get clocked by like a, a, a cop with a um, with a radar gun going like two thousand miles per hour. <laughs> so, someone wrote that joke and said comedy gold. Gold. Yeah, people are gonna get this and they're gonna love it. Um, Earth another- are easy. Uh, another general question uh, that I have, I guess this sort of comes into the first encounter situation. It seems like you have the, so we have the movies, um, Star Wars, Star Trek, Transformers, where I guess Transformers was sort of introduced, but the we have the movies where aliens, the friendly ones, part of society, are already pretty much introduced in the show, or introduced in the movie, and then there's like the other breed of movie that's all about just, all right, Alien appears. This is ET's a little bit on this. Abyss, another another good movie. Close Encounters, Contact. These movies are all about just showing up the the alien first counter. We you know somebody figures out hey aliens exist. Some kind of event or you know I guess in Contact they actually get a signal. And then it's just the whole movie is about all right. Are these aliens out to kill us or are they you know are they going to be friendly and they're going to be cool? And it, I, th- I think. That's just a general plot, plot line that Hollywood falls into, where it's like, let's just make the mystery. Are these aliens here to be, you know, our Jesus, or are they going to be here yeah. just to wipe us out? The, the day the Earth stood still kind of fits in that too. Yeah, yeah. The day the Earth stood still guys are here for kick our ass or what? But uh, yeah, and the contact I found kind of interesting. I know some people didn't like it because there was the large buildup, and then you don't even get to see the aliens. But I found it interesting, and this kind of goes into your point with the humanoid. Uh, comment but yeah. just the fact that you know they appear to you you know as a humanoid and somebody in your memory and it's you know somebody we can deal with and understand and i thought that was kind of an interesting choice but contact even though it is about kind of meeting aliens i, I found it to be more about the you know the the parallels between that and uh, religious faith so it was kind of a little different take on that but, aliens are uh, god yeah, i did kind of like that Aliens yeah, are God. You said it. I'm happy you said it. Record. <laughs> Done. Contact proves it. The best. Those people. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. There's this movie called District 9 coming out. I don't know a whole lot about it. I've only seen the trailer. And I think this kind of goes along with the aliens in society. Like, But somehow they're, like, dumber than us or something. And, and we, we keep them, like, uh, sort like, they're not necessarily evil, but we sort of, like, are racist against them or something. I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer no, for this no. or anything about this movie. It's like we keep them in like like a separate area because well, we just this don't is the like Sam Raimi movie, right? Is it Sam? Is it Raimi? I didn't realize. I want to say it's Sam Raimi. Find out. Um, All right, so the movie's about aliens. Yeah, uh, Peter Jackson, it looks like. Uh, oh, or, no, maybe he just produced it. No, the director is um, Neil Blomkamp. I don't know who that is exactly. Uh, a cool but, guy, I'm sure. Um, 
Yeah, it, but yeah, the yeah, idea is like uh, like they they did a gr- great job of uh and, and I remember talking about this uh a few maybe a month ago, two months ago. Um the their uh their ad campaign was very unique and outside the box. They put up like a bunch of signs in major cities like on bus stop like bus stops that said like this seat for like on the bench like this seat for non-aliens only and stuff like that. It was kind of interesting. You so, like the marketing? Is that what you're saying? I like the marketing. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. You would look at it at a at a money point of view, wouldn't you? You bastard. Yeah. So another another movie that I know Jim's gonna want to get to, and this 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 one was sort of on the fringe, but uh, Close Encounters, which is a movie that everyone's had time to see. When when oh, was the man. original? Like seventies sometime. Um, like when was the original? Yeah, like when it was, was it released? I know there's 70s, an original, but I'm sure there's a remake on its way. I, I probably just cursed it, but I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another movie where. In the very beginning of the movie, you already have an encounter. People think that the sea aliens, the government finds finds ships in the middle of nowhere, and but they end up realizing there's aliens. And the whole movie is about okay, let's make the first contact, get get really close with these people, and figure out what's going on, and figure out the messages that aliens are leaving them. And uh, it's just uh, it's a great movie. And uh, uh, what is it? We got Richard Dreyfus, and who else is in that? You've got a. I don't remember the Jerry girls. Star. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry you guys were so familiar with it. But it uh Lance Henriksen's in it. He plays Robert. It's yeah. another and it's also it's another movie. <laughs> it's also another movie where uh um, Jesus, what was I going to say? You guys see this is what happens when you guys keep talking. You ru- you ruin everything. Uh Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I keep a classical film. It show. gets I don't know if it's been spoofed a lot, but there's a lot of big scenes in this movie that are very familiar and uh I guess if you haven't seen it, you probably either heard a line or seen a, or seen like a spoof of a scene or a parody of the scene from Close Encounters, where either the kids walking up to the the light or when the first the encounter on uh, Devil's Tower. But uh, a great movie. Catch it if you haven't seen word. it. Did I? What? <laughs> Devil's Devil Tower, Tower Rucker Hour. Tower movie hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great place to visit, by the way. Been there three times. Yeah, and uh, anyways, I wanted to bring that up because I know Jim Jim probably wanted to discuss it. Yeah, I, I love that movie. Um, it was probably I want to say it was probably my first alien movie. I, I think I see uh, I think I've seen this one before I saw ET, but uh, yeah, really loved it. Um, the build up to the big finale and the whole journey and that whole thing was it was really interesting and can't say much more about it, but loved it. Um, Another general thing on the, the the aliens movie, which you were just mentioned, which you just made me think of, uh, alien movies like this list I've written out that I've just made that I've been thinking of for the friendly aliens and even evil aliens. Like this list is pretty old. Like a lot of these movies that I like that involve aliens are old. Is this where did these all come around? Like the moon landing? Like is this when interest in space was there and now it's just you know it went to disaster films and now it's on to I'm not even sure. Like maybe it's on. Uh, end of the world thing, natural disaster thing that's already happened. Is this something that's of the past? Like we're not going to see many more alien things coming coming toward us. You know, I get the idea that it is. I mean, I think. I mean, the space race. I'm sure also you know helps you know feed this you know this need to know what's out there and that sort of thing. But uh, I think another factor that plays into it is that a lot of people did it back then, and now it's like. There's not many more takes to do on it unless you're going to be really imaginative, and we all know how Hollywood is. So <laughs> there's nothing left for them to come up with, apparently. But, I don't know. Uh, Indiana I, Jones: I The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull yeah. was pretty inventive. 
<laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think they've they've run out of ideas on how to do this and how they've gone on to new things and yeah, it's it, they're going to be far or few and far between from now on. I mean, an avatar should be interesting, um, but that's kind of a, more of a creative medium as opposed to new material, I would think. Yeah. And, I mean, other than the alien versus predator stuff, and I think there's an alien prequel plan now and stuff like that. Oh God, so, yeah. But yeah, a whole lot of rehashing it looks like. You know, it's funny when uh, you had mentioned the uh, the movies kind of geared towards kids. I thought for sure you're going to Flight of the Navigator. I thought about that, oh, but wow. is the the spaceship <laughs> that was like a family favorite? The spaceship's not really a person, right? Is that a being? The, the uh, actual right, spaceship? it's more of an alien spaceship, but it's yeah, not yeah, an actual creature itself. Uh, yeah, a very interesting movie about uh, the spaceship shows up. Does it actually need? I forget how the boy ends up on the spaceship. Did they just ne- it needed a navigator? The very beginning of it is him, pretty much falling down and then waking up, and he's already back from wherever he was. Right, and he's trying to figure out where he's been and why he doesn't remember the last ten years or whatever it was. So he's already like they don't actually show an abduction of any right. sort, okay. but they end up figuring it out later. But. I just thought for sure that's where you're going. No, no, I should have. That is, and that has a remake coming out also. So heads up for those people that yeah. want to see a movie uh, get tortured because I'm sure it's going to be very interesting. Um, and th- like when I say movies that have on this list that I want to discuss, like there are some movies that have come out recently. Like Transformers is one with aliens and friendly aliens actually uh, that has been out recently. It's just it's a remake and a make of the TV shows, I guess. Yeah, and, uh, no idea. Yeah, and it sucked, sort of. Yeah. Uh, Whatever yeah. idiot came up with that idea must be must be out of a job right now because he must have bankrupt that studio or must have gold pouring out of his ears. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. So any other any other specifics? Uh, any other anything else that struck your interest well, on the? We can't not talk about probably the greatest alien in in U.S. history, and that would have to be Superman. Interesting. Oh, I did not point. see that. I thought about Superman. I mean, different planet, but yet he's one of us, and it goes right along your point, Greg, again, of being, you know, looking so much like us, but in this fact, you know, in this case, exactly like us. Yeah, but what yeah, a dude. He's, he's uh, one of the great stories that uh, have come through, and he's kind of a crossover with the um, the comic book stuff, but still, I think he qualifies for a mention. I don't understand I why... Absolutely right. I don't understand why Superman, like... Wh- what was the point of Superman having his double identity again? Like, why can't he have just been Superman all the time? Like, hey, Superman, we need to get this paper to finished. Try and live a normal life. <laughs> Superman, yeah. the copy editor doesn't like your uh, your story. You need to you need to fix this up. Like, what's wrong with Put that? One <laughs> more copies. Superman, we need yeah. this. We need this interview. Go. Like, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I got. I've got problems with that. Anyway, Superman, cool. Whatever. It's, pr- cool. it's probably more to protect the people he loves than to protect him. That's right. a good point. I, I see. Whatever. The rest of our alien discussion is probably going to have to wait till next week. Let's uh, move on to our Parker Posey play along, which was a uh, another genius question by myself. Uh, the Parker Posey play along again, <laughs> being being a question brought up. Uh, this one by me, and then answered by our two co-hosts, and then uh, also brought to the Gungapit.com on the forums, and also the Movie Hour page. Uh, the question was, what actor would you like to have a, as a sibling and why? Um, between all our answers, at least between uh, the people on the show, I think mine, well, Jeff's Angelina Jolie, pretty much because he wanted to have sex with his sister, was well, was a good answer, but um, I think mine was, mine was the best. Uh, 
no matter what you guys mention. I, I had an excellent I had an excellent answer that had nothing to do with me wanting to have sex with my sister, you weird fucker. So uh we had some Facebook answers, we had some Gunga Pit answers. If anyone ever mentions that Corey Feldman's their answer, I'm just gonna say number one, well done. Thank you for posting. Well done, Varys. Corey Feldman. Good it was a good, a good reason. That was sure. yeah. That was my favorite, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Did you guys actually, have any other standouts? I actually like Jason Lee from Jarv just because I could totally see that happening. <laughs> I can envision that. You, you get, that's why. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the most feasible. Makes sense. Yeah. He is a lot like Jarv. He doesn't look like him, but he's he's a lot like him. And uh, Jarv put some serious research into his answer too. So well done there. And. Uh, yeah, Je- Jeff, you have anyone you want to pick out? Uh, Varys, Corey Feldman, <laughs> awesome answer. Uh, yeah, thank you again, everyone, for the posts on Gunga Pit, and uh, everyone, a lot of uh, a lot of the people that are on the Gunga Pit were involved in the wedding and here in town, and uh, I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy you guys are back back at it and able to, even though we're not we're not uh, together, we at least can meet at the Gunga Pit. You guys are the best, and uh, yeah, Jeff, it is time for your ultra Rucker Hauer. Parker, Power, Posey, Flower, Fly. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I, I have one. I think it, it's going to take a little bit of explaining, so I'll try and get all the questions out of the way before Greg has to ask them. I'm looking for your favorite breakout role or uh, directing. So your favorite breakout movie for or breakout role. So if it's uh, the director's first movie. Um, that that they you know if it's one that was pretty successful or the first one that that is so like for instance I'll, I'll tell you guys I'm gonna pick Dustin Hoffman in The Graduate he uh, he had been in one movie before that he had played Hap in The Tiger Makes Out no one gives a damn like The Graduate was you know like that was his debut basically so that's what I'm looking for a debut uh, a debut movie your favorite actor or director for a debut movie. So you're talking about like in a situation where they play one of the major characters, not like oh I was a sit-in here at this at this uh, or just some throwaway character. Right, right. Breakout was the wrong word. Debut is the one I want. Yeah, and so yeah, exactly. Not a throwaway character. Um, somebody important in the movie. Okay. Uh, I have two answers. Um, Don't take mine. Is it? Is it Edward? Edward Nor- is it Edward Norton in Primal Fear? It is Edward Norton Primal Fear. Okay, you take that one then. Go ahead. Go ahead. You roll right. with it. Uh, Edward Norton in Primal Fear. I'm amazed that it was a first role. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it, um, he pretty much does a, a mind job on the audience during it. Um, makes you guess on whether or not uh, he's actually who he says he is. Um, I'm trying not to give stuff away, but I probably already did. So, but great role. <laughs> the very end uh, of that movie is amazing. Yeah, it, it's it's really good. I recommend you go see it just for that performance alone. And Laura Linney doesn't hurt either. Yeah, I forgot she's actually in that. Uh, Laura Linney helps. There are this one. This one's not as as uh, accurate. This one might not be debut. But I was gonna go with Sam Raimi and Evil Dead. And I know we've been shitting all over Sam Raimi recently. Uh, Mainly because uh, the possibility of him, uh, what's the? I forget the remake he's doing. Oh, the, he was going to do a World of Warcraft. Warcraft movie. He's also going to remake the Evil Dead movie, most likely. And Spider Man hasn't exactly been number one here, but uh, Sam Raimi, the Evil Dead movie, which again, this might not be so much of a debut because this movie was sort of discovered after its release, and 
he also did two uh, director. He also directed two other movies before Evil Dead, which I've never heard of. So I'm gonna go with that. Um, I, th- I think that's a fair answer. Great, great movie. Uh, <laughs> the soundtrack kicks fucking ass, especially in Evil Dead 2. Pretty much the same thing. Uh, the first movie doesn't get as much accolades as the second one, just because I think it runs a little slower. They didn't really realize that Bruce Campbell was a genius and could pull off a lot more. Um, he didn't get as much. He didn't get as much crazy play in uh, Evil Dead as he did in Evil Dead 2, but. You do have a scene where the forest pretty much rapes a girl. That's sort of funny. It's uh, a good scene. Yeah, it's a good scene, good scene. And I forget if it was the first one or the I think second that's one. the second time that we brought up funny rape scenes in the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the second, I forget if it's the first one or the second one where the, the pencil actually digs into the ankle of, a, of one of the unfortunate people that visit a cabin in the middle of the woods but anyways that's the i'm pretty sure that's the first one the other really great thing is the first one is when he in the first one is when he hits the zombie with the axe and you can just tell the zombie's a total prop because it just goes <laughs> down like it's made of wood just uh, right <laughs> over it's awesome uh, i laugh for days about that there and if you haven't seen either of the movies uh they pretty much show the evil like there's supposed to be this evil force that's sort of just around in the woods that's released from this this incantation and it's all shown is by just a camera zooming through the hallways or zooming toward the cabin just over and over again. And and it makes it, a noise like... Yeah, as stupid as that sounds, it it gets you, it gets you, uh, gets you, it gets you laughing at least at this point in my life. But it's a good movie. Anyways, that's, that's my answer. Uh, go catch Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2 if you haven't. And it's, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, good question, Jeff. And if you want, uh, please rephrase it. Or please phrase it again for um, our listeners. Your favorite debut movie for an actor or director, and it doesn't necessarily have to be their first movie, but their first major work. Right, right. Uh, and I believe or we had one live listener. He doesn't look like he posted an answer because he's a sucker. Uh, but a good question. We'll take it to the forums, and we'll also take it to uh, the movie our page at Facebook, and it'll be there for our our listeners to answer to. Um, again, and it, just so everybody knows, it's recorded that Greg said that I asked a good question. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And unfortunately, we won't be bringing up your, your answers since the next one will be taped delay. Yeah, that's actually a very good point, and I wanted to bring that up again. Uh, our Alien August, at least the next couple episodes, are going to be pre-recorded. So we're going to be pe- we're going to still put out our own questions, but bringing up your answers won't be very doable, at least, unless we can be able to... We'll be able to discuss them on the forums and probably on Facebook, but since we'll be pre-recording it, uh, at least these answers we'll probably be able to mention, but after that, probably not. So, but please, uh, we do love the love the discussions on the forums and on Facebook. So please uh, feel free to post. And again, uh, so Alien August is our first episode. Next episode, we're going to be discussing the funner ones, the evil aliens, the ones that tear people's heads off and uh, explode out of people's bodies. Are our, our next discussion, and they're probably my favorite. Probably my favorite because. Uh, what about the ones that uh, that come down to Earth come down. Uh, and don't realize that, that they're allergic to water? Yeah, those are those are also good. Uh, so, which, which definitely look, makes up a good chunk of our Look forward to that next next Thursday. Uh, thank you again, live listeners, everyone for listening, James and Jeff for the input. Hope everyone enjoyed. Thanks for listening. Drive safe, everybody. Later, everyone. Thank you for listening. The Rucker Hour Puppy Power Movie Hour. Not yeah. that. See ya. Welcome all to the Rucker Hour Puppy Power Movie Hour. I'm Greg Maloney, the host. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. All> right. <laughs> I said it like a like a 
professional that time, too. You did. I did. I thought you were going to power through it. I'm not going to stop giggling. I think <laughs> giggling makes it fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's encouraging me. <laughs>